Well, here we are back again. Welcome to another episodic installment of Pop Cultish, the podcast that made the mistake of dialing 1-900-4C-3PO, and we got a whole new take on the human-cyborg relations. Mm-hmm. Tony Schaub here with you across the table from my beautiful wife, Emily. Hi. Hey, it is uh, Christmas Eve. Yay. Christmas Eve, so we're still bringing you a special episode of Pop Cultish because that's how much we love you. You're welcome. And uh, we'll have one next week for you, which I guess will be on... New Year's Eve, is that is that right? I don't know. I think counting the, is hard. It is hard. I I, I'm pretty sure that they fall exactly a week apart. It's too much. Either way, we should have one episode left after this before the end of 2015, before we roll into 2016. So yes. we'll probably treat that one as a year-end recap of sorts. But mm-hmm. uh, today we're going to bounce off what we talked about last week. Uh, if you remember, Thursday last week was not only our discussion but the the worldwide or at least American-wide phenomenon of getting ready for the release of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. And it, it smashed all sorts of box office records. It made a kajillion dollars. Kajillion. Yeah. I mean, more, that, it's a rough estimate. But, more Earth monies than ever before. Yes. So, um, but, uh, it, you know, we had a chance to see the movie. Yeah. And uh, we spent last episode talking about thoughts and what might happen and, you know, the discussions on the previous movies and... Today, we'll just take some time to chat about the film, what we liked, what we think might be some questions moving forward, and just all sorts of Star Wars stuff. Stuff. Where do we want to begin? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. It's just a lot. You're right. I mean, we've waited a long time for these movies, which is interesting because really the prequels... It hasn't been that long, it's like 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 twelve years since the last since episode three, the last prequel came out. But because that's a long time, twelve years. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but because that this movie is an extension of the story as it ended in Return of the Jedi, which came out in what nineteen eighty four, it feels like it's been a longer wait. Yeah. For this particular part sure. of the story, so yeah. I don't know. Um, did you have any? as we watched it Thursday night, anything particular strike you as, as being real cool or real confusing? And we should give people some, some background info that you're more of a casual Star Wars Very fan. Very passive. Uh, I saw all of the movies. Mm-hmm. I watched them all with my dad, but very sporadically. Yeah. And it, it's been a long time since I've seen one right. before I saw the new one. So Yeah, I mean, we throw them in the DVD player from time to time, yeah. but it's very few and far between. Like I can I can piece the storyline together and I remember like some of the bigger moments, you know, from all of the movies. But yeah, I'm a very passive fan. I I didn't really have anything I was dying to see or anything like that. So from that perspective, watching the movie, I enjoyed myself. I thought I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I mean, know. yeah. I yeah. So it it did a good job of 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 translating not being like you have to know everything about yeah, the Star Wars universe. Yeah, like it, I was able to follow along and I knew the references that they used because they were big enough references that I think even fans like myself, you know, could understand. Are we doing spoiler free since 93? I don't think there's a way to have a discussion about the movie and not be in spoiler territory. Well, so I guess before we get too yeah. much further, then we'll just tell everybody that they're... There will be a this this will be an in depth discussion of the movie. So turn this off now. If you haven't, if you seen, haven't it, seen it, avoid these spoilers. This is your spoiler warning, if you will. We'll, What's uh, wrong with you? Also, yeah, I mean it's been it's come been on. a solid week and a half. But we still won't. We'll get off. Get off now. Right. Come back. Yeah. Pause it. Go see the movie. 
come back and listen. If you're listening, I'm also going to put this in the in the uh, in the description. So I'm going to assume that if you started to listen, you've seen the massive spoiler warning in the episode description, and you're still here with us anyway. So we can make this our spoiler warning and, and now move forward. Okay. So carry on. No, yeah, the references though that they used were ones that I can understand, like you know the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and things like that, and I guess bringing back older characters like C-3PO, R2-D2, things like that. Um, they were pretty broad, I suppose, in that regard. So no, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. I liked it. I'm not as critical as some. Hey, like the contrarian sitting across the I'm table from me. Not a contrarian. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah. He says I had in a no, contrary fashion. I had, mm, I'm not. <laughs> no, not me. No, I have, and I have very few unanswered questions, but again, because I don't, Star Wars is not a fandom that I delve too deeply into. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, you know, laying awake at night wondering the true identity of Ray or anything like that. Yeah. So that will come, that answer will come to me soon enough. Eventually it will. Yeah. So well, on the flip side of things with you being a more casual fan, I'm a, a little more in depth fan of Star Wars. Uh, uh, you know, I've seen all the movies and, We've got the holiday special on uh, on on disc, and uh, you know, uh, been I've been trying to enjoy um, some of the other pieces of the of of the new Disney canon with uh, the Star Wars Rebels and and the associated novels and comics and things like that. Um, I, I it was a very good movie. I it was very entertaining. Obviously, people have been waiting a long time, and just like you said, there there was a lot of crowd pleasing stuff with you know the Millennium Falcon and uh, you know the old characters. Uh, I feel, I feel like some of the I, the new characters are obviously going to get more character development in the future movies, but I feel like in this first movie here, they they really took a back seat to the classic characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for better or for worse, obviously, you know, I'd like to more, I'd like to learn more about Finn and Ray, and even like a, you know, a character like a like a, like Maz Kanata, who was in there for really just just, just one scene. Um, and I think I read a, uh, an interview with JJ that said that they did cut another one of her scenes, that, that she actually, in the original cut of the movie, she traveled with the Rebels back to the Resistance space, hmm. and, but they just didn't have anything for her to do, so she just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Which is really what happened in the original, or which is what happened in the actual movie. I mean, mm-hmm. after they escaped the rubble of her little palace, she just kind of was not seen anymore, so... <laughs> I would imagine we'll we'll see her some more from there, but um, it's it's interesting. I know people are I don't know if complaining is the right word, but people are are saying that how how many parallels it has to the first Star Wars movie mm-hmm. with the big evil entity and the you know small band of freedom fighters and having to blow up a big destructive force and you know uh, the main character being abandoned in the desert not knowing who they are and things like that i mean there obviously there are a lot of parallels how that plays out in the future remains to be seen obviously there's big questions right now about who um what ray's parentage is yeah shall we say a couple theories that 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 we've seen floating around there mm-hmm. but you know do you have any best guesses or any ideas or do you just want to let I don't it, really. Ride. No, I'll just wait. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the one thing uh, that uh, the more that I think about the film, 
that I find intriguing, and I, I don't really think this is a big deal, but it's just it's interesting to me, is that uh, especially coming from from a Disney property, is that the the story shown to us in The Force Awakens of you know Leia and Han having a son, and then of course what happens in the movie when you know their son Ben Kylo Ren kills Han. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the story of Luke trying to train more Jedi and it not going well and he had to go into, you know, go into hiding and things like this. Mm-hmm. It's like at the end of Return of the Jedi, the third movie from the original series, mm-hmm. the final shot was, you know, they had blown up the Death Star. They had defeated the Rebellion. Everybody was smiles and happy. You know, they were having a party with the Ewoks and, and everybody, for lack of a better term, got their happy ending. Mm-hmm. And this movie really establishes the fact that that is was not the case. Yeah. Pretty much from day one, following what we saw in Return of the Jedi, they established that the Empire kept, you know, it wasn't totally destroyed. It was, you know, it kept trying to control the galaxy and then the First Order kind of rose out of its ashes. You know, Luke got right back to business trying to build the Jedis and it, it, it failed miserably because of Kylo Ren and mm-hmm. Han and Leia had a son their relationship or marriage or whatever you want to call it was apparently broken up over what happened with with Ben Solo. Uh-huh. And now, obviously, uh, Han is dead. So yeah. it's it's just very, to me, it's very it's very interesting. It's very anti, you know, Disney usually goes for the happy endings. I, I know they didn't own the movies at the time of Return of the Jedi, but it just seems very contrary to what they would normally do. Yeah. But but again, it's it, it's probably not their call and you can't really have... A potential happy ending for new characters unless the old ones finish telling their story one sure. way or the other i guess so yeah. i don't know uh, i mean in in terms of like uh, again i know you, you, you don't have a ton to compare to you haven't dove in deep to the other ones but in terms of like story-wise i mean did you see i mean when you were watching the movie did you think were you like oh yes this is totally like the first star wars or did would that not cross i mean in? not really I think that every kind of epic like this does follow a certain kind of formula. I mean, and that's, you know, what keeps people coming back, obviously. I don't, I don't, I don't think Star Wars is alone in that regard. And I just kind of thought, you know, this is what it is. Like, we're always going to be fight the light side versus the dark side. Somebody's going to come up with some new way to mess shit up and then the people hmm. who don't want to mess shit up will take care of it yeah i mean okay. <laughs> you know I, I you know and that doesn't bother me i think like i said i think if you're gonna have a big huge arcing storyline like that there's got to be some sort of formula that you follow and yeah and it doesn't it doesn't bother me you know i mm-hmm. didn't find myself wanting to get my money back because of it that's good anyway so. <laughs> It's, no, that's a that's a really good parallel, or that you know that you mentioned about you know there, there'll always be somebody who wants to cause chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you see that every day in our world, in our own history. I mean, you know, you think yeah. back to you know whatever Nazis are you know now terrorists and things. You know, people just it's like a void to fill. Yeah, you know, somebody's so. always going to want to you know mess things up for their own benefit, and then there's going to be people who want to stop it. Yeah, Star Wars equals life. I did see an interesting video online 
uh, about where George Lucas got his ideas from Star Wars from, and it's and it's interesting. I don't think a lot of fans even know that he lifted a ton of stuff from the original trilogy, pretty much directly from other movies. Like they showed side by sides from the original Flash Gordon serials, hmm. and I mean, you know, because I, I believe. My understanding is that, that Lucas grew up, you know, kind of, you know, as a sci-fi, you know, fan. Mm-hmm. And he wanted that to, you know, make sense. obviously, yes. <laughs> and, and then he wanted to tell his own spin on it. So he took kind of the, the, the best of everything that he had seen. There was, um, uh, th- there's a classic German science fiction film, German? Brazilian, maybe, called Metropolis, where... Uh, German and Brazilian uh, are pretty different. I can't remember which one. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Well, the director was Fritz Lang, so probably German, but... Uh, um, but the 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 main robotic character in there looks like a uh, she is a female version looks like C-3PO. of C three PO. Or C three PO looks now. like her rather because uh, Metropolis came out in what the twenties I think so nineteen twenty seven. I'm gonna guess it's German because it's starring Alfred Abel, Gustav <laughs> Freuchik, Rudolf Klein Rog, and right. Fritz Rath. Right. So yes, uh, German obviously. That was my so. horrible German accent. For you. <laughs> But um, but yeah, he took pieces from that, from uh, you know, from Flash Gordon, from these classic sci-fi stories that he grew up with, and mashed them together to make his own, you know, quote unquote, best fit of a movie. And obviously, it worked very well because everybody really resonated with it. But like I said, I don't really think people realize how much he borrowed from every. But that's just the tale of every everything old is new again. Yeah. Well, and I feel like really like how many original ideas really do we see you know on a regular basis with movies and things like that you know very very few i mean you know you take lord of the rings and put it next to harry potter and it's almost identical like i feel like it's it's hard to say that like you know this has to be a completely original storyline a completely you know original idea and you know that's not to say that you want to make things you know derivative but right i don't know i think that it well, I mean that's, yeah. that's the world of, of of reboots and remakes that we're living in. Is that people have stopped even just you know putting it putting a, a new idea in a or an, an old idea in a new case. Yeah. And it just said, hey, you know, you enjoyed Total Recall from the nineties. Yeah. Here's a new Total Recall for you. you I just, do like you know, Total Recall. Same thing. So, I'm not sure. I think we've got a digital copy back there of the I new like, Total Recall. Like the, the oh yeah, the original one was great with Schwarzenegger and everything. Yeah, the, the, yeah no, that's a good one. That's a good one. The one, the new one with, I think, Colin Farrell have not seen. Colin Farrell. Interested in Colin Farrell? Let me... I can't remember. It's not Will Farrell. Or Colin Firth? No, it's not Colin Firth. <laughs> that would be a whole different movie. That Bridget Jones' is Total Recall. remember. <laughs> That'd be a whole different movie too. That'd be fun to kind of mash movies from from different genres together. But well, and, and the other thing with that too is that not all original ideas take well. You know, for True. for every uh, you know, of course, you and I are big fans of the horror genre. For 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 every it follows that it's a really cool original so idea. Good. There's a mommy dearest that maybe not as unique, but maybe not so thrilling. Um, and those might be two movies that we might talk about next week on the on on the, on the year end recap. We're but, talking about uh, Mommy Dearest, the Joan Crawford movie. Did you mean to say Good Night, Mommy? Yes, Good Night, Mommy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, wrong one. Good Night, Mommy. That's why I made that face. The one that we like, just watched. You... Yeah, sorry, I got my mommies confused. <laughs> Do you Good mean night, to be mommy. talking about Joan Crawford? Or... Good Night, Mommy, or in its original German. I see. I see. I yes. Ich say. Ich say. Yes. So yeah, we'll. We'll get on that next week. Uh, for, for now, we'll uh, we'll stick with the Star Wars stuff. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I thought, for me, I mean, it was cool to see, you know, Han Solo back in action and, you know, Princess Leia and, you know, a brief shot of, of, of Luke and things like that. But I really enjoyed, and maybe that's why I'm a little miffed that I didn't get as much backstory from the new characters. I thought Finn was was a really cool thing. He was, he was funny. I liked him. I liked his. I liked his story. His, you know, the he turned his back on his life of yeah. stormtrooperism, stormtroopering, storm yeah, storm storm trooping. That, I don't know, storming the troops. Whatever, trooping the storm. I, and yes. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I would be very intrigued to see if we hear more about his parentage as well. He doesn't know. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. And that's what the whole thing, this is borderline. I even am reluctant to say it because it's borderline racist the way that people talked about it. But when when the, when there was no information about The Force Awakens other than Finn was a stormtrooper and, and, and he was black, everybody was like, oh, he must be Lando's kid. You know, I'm like, there's a, more than one black person in the Star Wars universe, all right? I'm confident that there are many other African-American people in these in the universe that could have a kid that could yeah. be Finn. Like it doesn't have like it. Or it, he might just be a totally anonymous. You're right. He might be. But they did have that one throwaway line where he said he never knew his pa- that, that, that the First Order snatched him from his family. He never knew his parents. Well, yeah, that's how. But I assume right. That's how most stormtroopers get is. get raised. So um, it'd be interesting. So I think that not everybody needs to have a complicated like family backstory. You're right. You you're know, right. like I feel like there can just be some sort of animate in. Wow. And whatever, (laughs) some people can just, you know, not know or have just like normal parentage. Sure. But I think, you know, it would be a stretch to say that everyone is, all of these people are connected through their parents. I believe that, I believe that Ray will be a Skywalker. Okay. Just because that just seems to follow the lead that they're going. I mean, the Skywalker is like the first family of the Jedi, obviously, with yeah. Anakin to Luke and then Leia and then Leia and Han had been. So um, there's an outside shot that she could be Obi-Wan Kenobi's child of some point mm-hmm. um, or a descendant of them. So someone online, I've I read way too many theories online. Someone online said that they thought that Obi-Wan had a daughter and then Luke and Obi-Wan's daughter had Rey. So she could be related to both of them. She could be Luke's daughter and Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Does that make sense in the timeline? It's a, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, to be honest. But I mean, the last time we saw, I mean, Obi-Wan was an, in, in the original Star Wars, Obi-Wan was an older man because he had spent his lifetime watching over Luke mm-hmm. as he grew up on Tatooine. He had his flowing Kenny Rogers hair. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say that in that time he didn't have a daughter who grew up as a close parallel to what Luke's age was, and maybe after Return of the Jedi that Luke synced up with her. But it's it, weird. It, it seems very convoluted. Seems real. Seems like a real stretch. That would be like a really like convenient. It, it really like, would oh, be. Oh, by the way. It really would be. That would be annoying. I, I wouldn't I, like that. Yeah, I think this theory is solely prompted by the fact that in The Force Awakens, there's a scene where Rey picks up the lightsaber 
that belonged to Luke. Yeah. Formerly belonged to his father, Anakin Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And when she picked it up, she got premonitions of the past and of the future. Right. And she heard Obi-Wan's voice. It said, Ray, these are just the first steps. And it was Obi-Wan's voice. J.J. has confirmed after the movie came out that, that they brought in Ewan McGregor to record those lines. And they actually use a snippet of Sir Alec Guinness, who played Obi-Wan in the original Star Wars. He said the word, at one point, he said the word afraid. And they hmm. took the middle of the word and chopped it so it just so you heard just the ray. And they blended that with Obi-Wan saying, ray, these are your first steps. So, um, That's a lot of work for It that. is. It is. <laughs> I'll be very interested. I'll be very interested to see what they do with that. Like that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, uh, you know, actually, probably you and probably did it for free. But uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. So. Probably yeah. One of the rumors I heard, and of course, this is a totally unfounded rumor at this point, but uh, I've heard that Hayden Christensen, who played the grown-up version yeah. of Anakin, is coming back for Episode Eight to portray what i can imagine what, what could only be the force ghost version of anakin because they did you know lucas spliced him into the end of return of the jedi because at the end of return of the jedi luke saw the force ghost of obi-wan yoda and his father anakin sure but in the original movie from 84 they were they were played by you know alec guinness the yoda doll and then the older gentleman who played anakin underneath the mask okay but in the special editions, when Lucas went back and redid him the way he wanted to, he yeah. he he made he took Hayden Christensen's image and put that in place of the old Anakin actor, whose name I don't know, obviously. Um, Interesting. I don't know. I was a little bummed that this is the first movie, Episode Seven. This is the first movie, the first six. All was it the first six? Maybe it was only five out of six. I was bummed that there was no Emperor Palpatine in this one. But I know that there was really no way for him to be because he did. Mm-hmm. But I just love Ian McDermott. I think he's a great actor. I just think he did amazing things with that role. Well, you can meet him in Indianapolis. Yeah, we get to see him at Indianapolis uh, or at the Indiana Comic Con early next year. I'm real excited about that. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be cool. Maybe I'll I'll ask him if he's if anybody's ever approached him to do anything with the new episodes. I'm sure he absolutely cannot talk about it. If so, but. I'm sure he's never been asked that question. You're probably right. He's probably being asked that question right now. (laughs) On Twitter. Somewhere in the world, (laughs) someone is asking Ian McDermott if he was approached for the new Star Wars movies. Um, you know, it, it should be, it should be interesting to see where episode, episode eight has a lot of questions to answer, which I think is exactly the way that JJ Abrams and company has set, has set it up. But like, doesn't, but, I mean, that's just a thing. Like, they can't answer all the questions. No, it is. But I also feel like they were like, come back for the next one. Like, who's not coming back to see episode eight? Like, really? Like, even if you put a steaming pile of turd, like, Stop even, if, if, even if it was nothing but Jar Jar for two hours. That would have been fine with then me. They may I needed not come more back. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> okay, day. Then they may not have come back to see it. But anything I short would've. of that, I feel like pretty much everybody's going to come back to see episode eight. I could have used more BB-8. Even though he was in like every he scene was of the in movie. it, he was in it. That that might have been my biggest gripe, not with BB-8 himself, but everybody was like, you know, there was there was the scene where BB-8 first found R2D2 in low power mode. Air quotes. He was depressed, right? And then he like banged up against him and like spoke to him in his little chatter, and then they went away. And then like forty five minutes later in the movie, 
R2-D2 wakes up and he's like, oh, I got the other piece of the map you need. And I'm like, everybody's like, well, that seems real convenient that he woke up right after the Starkiller base was destroyed just at the end of the movie to find Luke Skywalker. And, you know, so J.J. Abrams addressed that in an interview. And he said that R2-D2 was in low power mode until BB-8 approached him and told him in robot speak that he had the rest of the map. <laughs> ah, yes. And then, he, and then he woke up, which I call shenanigans on that because that happened 45 minutes earlier in the movie. Okay, but they can't like stop everything and... There has to be some sort of like fluidity with the timelines. Like that's just how movies go. I understand. But what I'm saying is in in the continuity of the movie, those two scenes didn't happen back to back. It was like days later. In, well, right. In the, in, maybe it took maybe it took R2-D2 a little while. to. Maybe. I mean, he is an older and he was R2 sad. unit. Yes. Robot depression. He was very sad. I feel like that's a. It's a real thing. <laughs> I feel like we could write an entire don't talk side about book about enough. robot depression. Yes. So, yes, it's a, it's, it's a real scourge. So, hey, did you see the cartoon online? <laughs> there was a cartoon before uh, The Force Awakens came out where um, when R2-D2 was on the Death Star and he, he had a little probe that he was, because he was probing the Empire's computer base. Oh, yes. And, you know, yes. And, and, and the Death Star was like, we shouldn't do this, but okay, go ahead, stick your data port in me. And he did, and then it said nine months later, and then it showed BB-8 rolling around because he looks like... It's <laughs> gross. I find it amusing, so... It's- what were you, you were telling me that you read <laughs> something about BB-8 and the physics of being in the sand. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said that a uh, rolling spherical ball would skid uncontrollably on sand <laughs> and would not be able to roll like it BB-8 did. Interesting. I wonder how they shot those, how, how they shot those scenes then, because I mean, they showed them in the desert, unless it was on a soundstage with a Babe. very thin layer. <laughs> BB-8 is a physical effect. I know. You know that? But it's a movie. They didn't throw him in the middle of the Sahara. No, but there were some shots. Is he in 12 miles? There were some, they, they, did, <laughs> they did location filming. There's a lot of shots where they showed the the robot on sand and they, and they yeah. prided themselves on the fact that, that BB-8 was a practical effect, yeah. not well, a CGI thing. Well, but, you know, some of their surroundings could have been CGI or he could have been moving in place and they just yeah, maybe. moving the background. Computers can do wonderful things. I don't know. I'd like to. <laughs> there are very few movies that, that I would watch, like a behind the scenes or like you know, like like the special effects. I know they love to load up special like Blu-rays with special effects. Mm-hmm. Rarely do I watch that junk, but I, I would watch that for Star Wars just to see how that how everything came to life. I so. Probs would do. Um, cameos. You remember remember the celebrity cameos that were in there? Um, negative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, obviously Carrie Fisher, but she was a legit. She was right. a cameo. Yeah, she thing. was an actual. Yeah, uh, Simon Pegg, who plays Scotty in Star Trek, and Sean oh, from okay. Shaun of the Dead, great, great actor. He he played the big surly alien that was the uh, the, the the junkyard master on Jakku. How would I have known that? Well, because you have to listen. You can even no, see his to, face. No, no, and these are these are deeply hidden cameos. So, um, Daniel Craig. Okay. who's best known right now for playing Bond. He mm-hmm. was in as a stormtrooper. Not just any stormtrooper. He was the stormtrooper. Oh, the, and I'm going to drop my gun. Yes, so, he was the yeah. one that Ray successfully used the force mind control on to get him to let her go. So um, there were a few other uh, smaller ones in there. You know um, what I'm mad about? What's that? That we did not see Gwendolyn Christie's face one time. You're right. I was super annoyed about that. That was another source of complaint. People were like, you know, they made such a big deal of Captain Phasma. 
She did nothing. Nothing. Not and only, she was in like all the publicity pictures. Mm-hmm, like she was everywhere. Not only did she do nothing, she was really out of character in her final scene because Finn corners her after they snuck back onto the Starkiller base. Finn and Han corner her with a gun and force her to lower the shields. There's no way she no, would have done that. She would no have let them way. shoot her before. Or she would have jumped them because she's yeah. a badass. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I did not like how they treated that character, right. to be honest. And then suppose And Gwendolyn Christie's too much of a badass. She for deserves that. better. Yes, she does. Um, I freaking love her. <laughs> and then supposedly they dumped her the, the insinuation is that they dumped her down a garbage chute. But I'm sure she I'm got sure. off the Starkiller base before it exploded. Yeah. Because we need more Captain Phasma. They made a huge deal about that. She I was th- in literally every publicity picture. And yeah. there were even some without her helmet on. Yeah, I think at some that point. That was lame. I think at some point, JJ, in in the process, JJ was like, you know what would be cool? To have a stormtrooper, but instead of having white, to make it like all chrome. He's like, oh, we get somebody badass to be in that suit. And one of his other producers was a producer for Game of Thrones. That's why... Yeah. Um, that's why she was in there. And also the kid from the kid from the Maze Runner, there's another little cameo. The kid from the the main character from the Maze oh, Runner yeah. who also plays uh, I'm totally blanking on his name, but he was on the quest with Bram. He was leading uh, he and his sister were leading with yeah, Bram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He remember. was uh, uh he was one of the um um first order guards who uh told General Hux that they were being attacked. He had like one line, but I mean that that's the Game of Thrones connection when you have a producer from Game of Thrones obviously yeah. they can bring in pretty much whoever they want but where was Maisie Williams yeah she was busy on Doctor she Who she could have played Ray and that would busy been shooting Doctor although they did shoot a lot of their scenes for Star Wars at the uh, Pinewood Studios in, in London so she could have hopped over yeah there, I think, I think so. that we probably could have used some <laughs> Maisie Williams well, who knows? Uh, She's awesome. The more the movie's out, maybe there'll be some more cameos revealed and things like that. All I know is I need more Gwendolyn Christie and more Jar Jar Binks. I like if Together, they you know, team up. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, if anything, I I think if they want to do right by Gwendolyn Christie and make Captain Phasma the badass she's supposed to be, they should give her her own side movie. Like tell her tale of how she rose, because clearly she's powerful in the First Order. How she rose to power. At bare minimum, she needs her own novel. Because in addition to episodes eight and nine, there mm-hmm. are three side movies. One is going to be uh, tell the story of Han Solo in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Harrison Ford signed in for that? No, he's he's giving it to someone else because they need he's a younger actor. Uh, one is going to be... One is... Uh, they're shooting it right now. It's called Rogue One. It's mm-hmm. going to follow the story of the X-Wing team that stole the plans for the original Death Star and led the run to destroy it. Okay. Which would be a cool story. Great. And the third one has not been announced what it's going to be. Captain Phasma. The rumors are that it's going to be Boba Fett surrounding Boba Fett, the, the galaxy's greatest bounty hunter. But yes, they should. I think they should go a different route. And Captain, Captain Phasma, Phasma versus the Gungans. And the Binkets. <laughs> Binkets. How she kills the entire Gungan species Except on Jar Naboo. Jar Binks. Yeah. He's probably the, unless you believe the ridiculous far out theory that he is He's, a Jedi master yeah. himself. I believe that. I believe <laughs> it's it. pretty in depth theory. I, I, I give people credit that. for coming up with some, coming up with some crazy nonsense. I so. liked the theory about Kylo Ren that that he that, was Jar Jar. No, no, what? <laughs> no, sorry, I'm moving away from Jar Jar. I'm really bad at I'm I'm a horrible use of non sequiturs. I just say what I want. Okay, but. No, the theory that Kylo Ren was like the mole on the inside. The, oh, yeah. the theory is like it's like this whole elaborate plan with like Han and Leia and Kylo Ren. And I don't know, maybe Luke. I can't remember. Probably not, though. Mm. Um, 
to destroy the dark side by putting Kylo Ren on the inside. Like he's like their man on the inside and like he has to complete his dark side training to earn their trust and then he'll destroy the dark side. And people are saying that that convo with Han on the bridge, which Mm -hmm. doesn't anybody know, like nothing good in these movies happens like when you're facing a bad guy on a bridge. It's bridges and trenches in Star Wars. Bridges are bad, trenches are bad. Why don't you like have a nice conversation? Like, I don't know. And P.S. Did you see on, on the, the ground somewhere? Yeah. Well, first of all, the bridge was wholly unnecessary. I have no idea what it was over. This is dramatic. But then the bridge, it had a handrail for like the first four feet, and then it it just stopped. Stop. Because yeah. Han can't fall over a handrail. So, <laughs> so yes, it's the most dangerous. It's like fifty feet long, no handrail. It's like Rainbow Road in Mario Kart. It's a mess, but it's the worst. Hey, I mean, no, all but, all theories are valid yeah. at this point until proven otherwise. So but yeah, like when he was on the bridge and Kylo Ren was like, "Help me." And Han said, anything you need. And he said, thank you. And then he killed him. The thought is that Kylo Ren was like, this is what I need to do to finish what we started. And Han was like, all right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> lived a good life. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe he told Chewie about it too because Chewie was upset, but he he roared once and put one blaster shot in Kylo. I feel like he would have. He would have lit that. I lit him up and then jumped yeah. the three stories down and ran after yep. him. And yeah, like, I mean, that's that's your running mate for the past 40 years. Yeah. That's, that's your BFF. Like maybe Chewy, like maybe he's like, Chewy, there's a chance that this might happen. I don't know. Don't kill him after. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. So, And I mean, Chewy also is old as hell. So You're maybe right. he like couldn't jump You're off right. that. Wookiees lived for a while, but he was getting, he had some gray in his fur. So. He's- my hope is that, uh, talking of ridiculous theories, my hope is that Emperor Snoke, or Supreme Leader Snoke, who we saw as this big, towering hologram. He was like Thanos. I, That's what he reminded me yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, yes, in, in in that fashion he did, but I, I hope it's very Wizard of Oz, and I hope like behind the hologram is like a little, like like Plankton from Spongebob. I hope he's like this tiny <laughs> little thing. <laughs> it's Jar Jar Binks. That's my hope, yeah, it's right. Jar Jar, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what time will tell. For, we'll, we'll have to wait another two years to find out, so. Wow. For the first like couple of times they said Emperor or whatever his name is. Supreme Leader Snook. Snook? Snook. Snook. I thought they were saying Snook. And I was like, oh, that sounds like Luke. I was like, that's, ah. But then, no. Then Close, not, but. It's not what that was. And then I thought, I spent, actually, if I'm being honest, I spent the whole movie thinking that the old guy in the beginning mm. was Luke. Laura Santeca. Yeah. That's another one of those gr- weird mysteries that like, everybody's who talking was about. That? Right. And, well, he, and they killed him. Right. And they even referenced him in the opening scrawl, for God's sakes. They said, uh, you know, Poe's getting help from an old ally. And that was, it was him. And he, clearly he knew Leia from back in the day. Because when, when Poe said, uh, General Organa will be very pleased with this. He said, General. He's like, I, when I will always think she of her a as princess. a princess. And yeah. things like that. So. And he knew Kylo Ren too because he said, "This is the name you're going by now," or things like that. Yeah. So, and or well, Kylo no, said, Ren said, You've "You got, got old. old," and he said, "A lot worse has happened to you." Right. So obviously, and there. that's why I thought, "Oh, it's Luke." And you don't get an actor like Max von Sydow to play the first two minutes of your movie and then go away forever. That's not he'll a thing. He'll come back. He I'm has sure. to come back. They better shoot it quick because he's getting up there. Well, he'll probably make it. Yeah, people probably said that about the actor who played Dumbledore, too. So. Stop. How dare you? What? I'm of course factual. <laughs> too soon. That's not whatever. Yes, it will always be too <laughs> Anyways. soon. Anyways. 
Uh, can't believe you ruined clo- Christmas. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Christmas is ruined because <laughs> of me and Max von Sydow. Um, closing thoughts? Uh, anything else about Star Wars we want to mention? I mean, go see it if you haven't uh-huh. already. See it again if you have. If you have, I, I think I think I'll be there again at least one more time. Well, you'll be number three. Well, your dad needs somebody to go with. I know. He hasn't seen it yet, so. All right. So yeah, you 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 and I saw it together. Uh, I saw it myself on the Monday morning following in glorious IMAX 3D. The what the theater we went to. It was an older theater. It was old. It was an older theater, and there was a a variety, a a widespread crowd, shall we say. There were some some folks who were a little louder than you want them to be in a theater. There's some folks. There's some older ones. So there's some younger ones. They're well, no, just... that's my complaint. My main complaint was how the theater was set up. That yeah, that's the, yeah. the middle walkway all the way from front to back of the theater was just steps. Split dead center. And the, all the seats were off to the side. Like right. there were literally no like Every center seat was off-centered. Seats. Yes. It was weird. And it, it was very strange. And, and it was long and skinny. It was. And for a really long time, the 3D wasn't working. That's right. They had to, they had to move a lens. <laughs> yeah. Like the, it yeah, wasn't. <laughs> right before everything began. But, but, but it was yeah. during the previews. But that's yeah, my favorite like, part. So I was like, annoyed. Yes. But yeah, there was like 50 <laughs> rows and each row had like three seats on the left and three seats on the right. It was really it, weird. It was, it, was an, it was an odd It was very setup, strange. So. We were all the way against the wall. It was, a, it was weird. Row, yeah. Not a bad theater, but just comparative to what some of the brand new theaters have. It's... It, you know, it didn't massage my back up. while I was washing. And you know, I've never been to one of those theaters that have like recliners or anything like that. Yes, we have. We have? We have. Where? The UA Downtown Indy has the recliner seats. No. Mm-hmm. And that's where the we Circle saw, Center? Promise. Because that's where we went to go see, um, we went to see a movie and Beta and um, her boyfriend, Quinn, they were there. Must not have been a very good movie because I don't remember this at well, all. Well, <laughs> you can barely remember the things I told you 10 I minutes ago. I remember important stuff. But, uh, what oh, you tell me 10 minutes ago? Ow. <laughs> but no, they have the reclining seats, hmm. and I think that might be it. Okay. On recliners. Interesting. There is a place here in town called Flicks Brew House that we need to check out. That they have the big recliners, and they show really cool movies from what I've from what I'm told. So maybe we'll have to do a show from from Flicks Brew House at some point or something like that. So if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's gonna that's gonna kick it uh, uh, kick us into kick it old school. Kick us into in into park for this one. I think we're ready to put this one put this one to bed, and we'll be back next week with uh, with the big year end review. And uh, we need to talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, we can talk about we that. We need to talk about it. Part of the year end review, we'll talk about <laughs> some of the movies that we saw there this year that, that we liked, yeah. some movies that, that that we didn't like. Um, we'll talk about TV shows, obviously Doctor Who and others. There's, there's been some. It's been an interesting year mm-hmm. for for entertainment and pop culture. It so we sure will, uh, we'll, we'll reflect on it. The good, the bad, and the fugly. Oh, yeah, went there, Ouch. went there. Prepare intense. yourself. Prepare was, yourself. I don't think anything's fugly. Fair enough. All right, we'll <laughs> see you later. Have a lovely holiday, mm-hmm. whichever one you all of them celebrate. Have. Enjoy celebrate them. all of Enjoy them. All the Take the time. To learn about other cultures. Yeah. Whatever. Just do you. <laughs> um, but until then, be passionate, be proud, be pop cultish. Bye.